0: Hi, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another Hub podcast, and today I'm going one-on-one with Patrick Hopf, who's president and co-founder of Source Knowledge. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, based in Quebec, Canada, and uh, visiting New York. Yes. I'm here uh, on some business. I'm
1: typically here uh, a little bit of a bit, you know, some mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm here uh, I'm here
0: every once in a while. It's sure. a pretty easy jaunt from Coco.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not hard at all. It's about uh, an hour, um, so an hour in and out.
0: Easy. That, yeah. okay. The traffic here getting into the city, obviously, is something completely <laughs> something different. Else, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I did a little bit of research, source yeah. knowledge, been around, I think, since 2009. Cross-device programmatic video platform. So, Maybe you could start us off, off by telling us where source knowledge fits into the advertising ecosystem, what kind of stuff you do.
1: Absolutely. So uh, we're, we're basically a software technology company. Uh, what we provide is a platform for video advertising. But what makes us different in this is that where a lot of demand-side platforms are really based on the concept of... Uh, to some degree, the television model, you know, they're looking for brand dollars, brand lift. Uh, they're looking to work campaigns from agencies for the most part. We're a direct marketing company. So what we do is we provide uh, an interesting platform that allows direct marketers to track real business over video advertising. And there's a, a number of reasons why we took this approach. Um, I can get into yeah, that. So, cool. uh, so you know, there's there's probably what I like to call sort of four main components of, you know, why we do what we do. Um, The first being that we see that there's a a pretty big problem when it comes to the open web. Um, I define the open web as sort of the mid-long tail traffic that's out there, um, traffic that comes to your, you know, podcast and and, and the like. So where, where it's an open web, it's the opposite of what a Facebook is, which is a very closed ecosystem for advertising. Yeah. Um, this provides a huge amount of reach, but a, a lot of challenges. And the inventory itself, or the or the perceived inventory, is a huge challenge that we see out in the marketplace right now. Uh, when you start to break it down, there's viewability problems. Yeah. There's uh, uh, issues now with uh, high adoption on ad blocking. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, our technology sort of wants to Look at all of the eyeballs for lack of a better term that are sort of that we have uh, that, you know uh, tethered to, and sort of understand the real value of this and extract the real value and the way we do this is actually. Uh, the second big piece, which is video advertising, which is uh, phenomenally important in, uh, in online right now for uh, for getting message out. And we like that narrative approach. But we take it a step further. We want to be able to sort of track that user, re-engage with that user, and ultimately track his path to purchase for our clients, understand, you know, what he bought repeat customer, all of these interesting metrics. So there's a number of things there that
0: we do. So the important thing, I guess, and this is something which which everyone is interested in, is that you're not throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. Because as you say, with the open web out there, it's not such a difficult proposition to get clicks and to get the appearance of eyeballs and the appearance of people looking at things. But what you really want is to track the value of advertising going to the right people right. and hopefully those people acting on it.
1: Right, and they do, and 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 really, kind of where we're starting to get an understanding of uh, how our technology is sort of mapping this behavior, is this idea that when you start to cut away a lot of um, you know uh, traffic that, uh, for lack of a better term, doesn't provide value, let's put it that way, yeah. um, you start to get down to some very interesting metrics where. You know, we believe that our technology will map about a good 10 percent of the internet population that um, is real, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't employ ad blocking, yeah. and is prone to purchase on the web. Ah, that's important. That's, that's important. very yeah. important yeah. because you know, if you see a lot of or talk to a lot of people, they they don't respond to to web advertising at all. You know, they um, they completely don't. So. Um, when you look at e as a good example, they understand that for the most part, 10% of the Internet population are the ones that are willing to go out there and buy online you know, with impunity. Right. Right? So our, our challenge is to you know, find these users at a right time, message in the right way. And then see how they behave and come up with some very interesting data about uh, the open web and what's uh, available out there for uh, for uh, clients.
0: Okay, I want to explore that in a little more detail, but first of all, just isn't there a little bit of a wrinkle in that approach in that there are people who identify products online but purchase offline? Are those people that you lose track of somewhere along the way? Yeah, I think we're not, it's not really our game, uh-huh. you know, like, yeah. I mean,
1: we we get a lot of mileage by, you know, uh, as a use case, we'll go to uh, an e-com site um, and we'll tell them, look, you know, uh, what do you want out of your campaign? Right. You know, really, what do you want out of your campaign? You know, what, what's the objective? You know, we get all kinds, you know, well, I want ticket sales, you know, I want people to sample our new products. I want to get people interested in receiving more information, test driving, all of these type of things. And we really base that on a very hard metric of, of, of meeting that type of thing. Okay. So we'll take a test budget and the guy wants, you know, a thousand clients to sign up for something and that's what we deliver. You know, is there, the you know, will somebody come, you know, from online into an offline and, 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 and do the yeah. business? Yeah, I think so, uh, for sure. Um, but that's,
0: you know, really, we're, we're cutting to the chase 100%, you know? <laughs> Understood. And, and, I, I think that's just in my mind because of back to school, which is where you have digital advertising, and then people go off to the store. Yeah, that's sure, just, you know, of course, yeah. Time of year. Um, so looking a little bit more at what source knowledge does, and part of that is what you don't do. and Let mm. me see if I got this right. I assume you're not uh, developing the creative content, but you're you are doing audience segmentation. You're doing targeting.
1: Yeah, to a degree. You know, I mean, I think that once we we get a lot of mileage just with our capacity to disambiguate the open web. Mm-hmm. You know, where I, for me, anyways, where I, I see that uh, um, um, things, you know, don't necessarily work when it comes to sort of these loose data profiling that's going on. it's sort of. You know, nobody in our business today can predict the future. I can't predict what's in your mind today. All I can do is, you know, know that you're a real human being, know that you've got the capacity to buy online, you know, provide you something, see how you interact with the advertising, re-engage with you and see if you come to fruition at that point in time.
0: Okay, and just to be clear, you're doing it only for video advertising, the stage, not not display or anything else?
1: Oh we do you do display you for the remarketing aspects of what we do. Okay. But
0: we also remarket video as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And programmatic. That's obviously a buzzword, but it's mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. The ability to uh trade inventory at scale and at great speed and Mm -hmm. to reach audiences at great speed, that's something else you're into, yeah? Yeah, it's a huge component of our business today. It's really how we save our clients money
1: because, you know, when we're entrusted with ad budget, it's one thing when, you know, uh, an ad agency comes to us and they do and say, you know, like, we want to see, you know, this many uh, view-throughs and click-throughs and what have you. We obviously have the capacity to do that. It's a lot different on how we go to market to find audience when it's a very, you know, we want 100 ticket sales for Broadway shows, right? So um, our core of our algorithm is really about our capacity to understand and
0: buy inventory programmatically and and get to the right audience, yeah. Okay. Um, Now, you did mention ad blocking. You recently gave a very good interview to Keith O'Brien, DMNs, and I'll put a link to that in this story. But let's just bring out some highlights because that's one of the real challenges people are are facing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, the high adoption of ad blocking, but you've actually taken the position that counterintuitively, perhaps it can have benefits for for advertisers. Oh, yeah. I tell, think. So. Tell us a little bit about that. I, I think for the type of advertising that we do, there's the
1: benefit in not, you know, spending money. Trying to attract an audience that is not going to participate, right? Right. So we eliminate right now. I think the numbers in the U.S. are about maybe seven to ten percent uh, of ads are being blocked in the United States. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's 200 million plus users are using ad blocking mm-hmm. technology. Right. It's creating a fear in the uh, in the ad space because. Um, you know, if you look at some of the bigger guys out there, that that represents a lot to them, right? They're not not getting those impressions. They're not getting those views out the door. They're not getting the branding exercises being limited by the fact that these people don't want to participate. But for what we do, you know, we understand that, you know, it's a really, you know, tight subset of users. It's a big number when you look at it Mm -hmm. On a global level, it's a huge number. But when you look at it based on a percentage of the Internet population, we understand that, you know, there's a lot of ad blindness out there. Uh, There's a lot of poor practices out there. Um, You know, it's so rare if you're going to find, I think, somebody who, you know, hates digital advertising is going to see like, yeah, I think it'll happen. You'll see an ad and go like, oh, well, maybe that's okay for me. It might happen, but I think the odds are very, very slim. So, ad blocking just provides us the means to save money. Right. You know, we don't approach that audience because it doesn't get delivered, so we don't spend it. So, for us, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing. As it stands for the industry, that's something else. Yes. You know, it's speaking to, you know, a real problem that's happening in the industry right now.
0: Yeah, and of course, the nightmare scenario, which, you know, people wake up in the middle of the night sweating about it. It's like telemarketing, where once it became possible to block telemarketing calls, everybody just blocked them. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me there's a disanalogy there, because... And has it really blocked getting, tele... Have you... <laughs> well, for one thing, it hasn't completely blocked it, but, you know, you're not really getting anything with the tele, telemarketing calls, whereas along with the ads online, you are getting services, you're getting content, you're getting Correct. things you actually want. Correct.
1: Right. And, and and really what ends up happening is that, you know, where I see uh, um, a problem is 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 on the publishing side, you know. The good publishers, the ones yeah. that are out there that are trying to build an honest business, provide value, provide content. Do we want a, an Internet that's just, you know, Twitter and Facebook and, you know, right. Google for search? I mean, is that really why we got into this thing? You know, yeah. there's so much interesting stuff out there, but if these people can't survive, you know... Then you know you're going to have a very sort of depressed state. You you also will have an effect where a publisher may you know start doing fairly unscrupulous practices in the means of uh, of uh, and perpetuating. You know it's a self-perpetuating type of problem actually if it
0: doesn't get corrected. Sure, and the uh, you know the temptation to blur the lines between editorial content and native advertising and you know there's Mm -hmm. a whole sea of topics there. Absolutely. I was interested, you're talking about the open web. Does that mean you're not involved with um, Facebook?
1: Uh, no, I, I mean we not really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Facebook, for the most part, uh, the way they they're set up is uh, we could buy Facebook ads on behalf of our clients, but our type of clients are direct marketing guys that have people that are doing that already okay you know so they don't really need us to do that they have probably better or as good or better expertise when it comes to you know uh... facebook advertising so kitten ace is an example where they do a lot of facebook they've worked with us uh, and, you know, we would never get them to say, okay, take the Facebook business, <laughs> you know. So it's, that's more real digital agency style of stuff, and we're really more about sort of self-serve programmatic coming and buying
0: uh, and chuck buy and your result. Okay, and another aspect of this which interests me is, you mentioned viewability. The way that video advertising, which is so important, now appears on web pages or on mobile devices, that in itself is a whole science isn't it? Where you locate it? Does the video pop up and start playing immediately? Mm-hmm. I mean, Is this something you're starting to find out what appeals most to, to the audiences?
1: I think yeah I mean it's a that's a bit of a moving target especially when you start talking about mobile where we really don't right. know exactly what the tolerance is or what people are going to uh, uh, look at. I, I personally think that a, a huge part and parcel of the problem is that Video advertising came from, you know, repurposing television advertising. Okay. Yes, yes. And 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 really, that doesn't work because if you're looking at 15 seconds and 30 second spots, you know that's long. That's yes. very long on a mobile phone. Right. You know, and you know what is an a, an agreeable, digestible amount of time that a user is willing to spend to absorb the message so that they can interact with the content you know, I think it's about half that. I think seven seconds is really where you <laughs> yeah. know, you're, you're, you're hitting. For mobile, you know. Sure. Um, so there's, there's really probably we're going to see a lot of uh, reaction also to how people are interacting with mobile devices. and I think it may even be a little bit more of a heated argument than what we're getting on desktop right now. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, and talking about short attention spans what about the opportunities for advertisers when it comes to things like Instagram stories and Snapchat where you've got like hyper snackable content really brief video are there real opportunities there to get a message across
1: yeah i think so i think they're finding some very interesting ways of of leveraging that um you know i it's you know when it comes to that i'm really not that in tune to what they're doing mm-hmm. but again they've got uh, a nice closed ecosystem with which they can find and work that level of data to understand you know how they're interacting with their users so it's really on their palate to be able to construct it for the most part I think they've got some very very good ideas I think they're going to do well I think where our challenges are more in sort of oil refinery (laughs) you know like I really I I came to that you know I said you know we've got this huge amount of crude that we have to come down and synthesize into something that's digestible and, you know, if we can solve that, then I think we have something here that's uh, a monstrous opportunity. Because it hasn't really been solved right. today. Still early days for this. I space. think it's still relatively early days. I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of, of more things that don't need to be shaken, shaked out of. You know, we, we designed and came up with some native what I call sort of positional native, not Mm -hmm. really sort of uh, editorial native. Mm -hmm. But positional native in the sense that, you know, it's nice if the video ad, you know, when it comes to be, doesn't obscure content, doesn't autoplay, doesn't do a lot of these things that users find very, very aggravating. And as a user, I find it very, very aggravating. Um, You know, it comes into play. It's within the body of the content. You scroll past it, it closes. You know, there's... You know, you're in, you have an interest in it, you'll watch it a little longer. Oh, okay, there's an interest there. You know, if you're going past it, then, you know, and that kind of thing works really well. You know, because users are, like you said, they understand that there's a commerce component to what's going on, right? Right. And if it's just treated with respect, yeah. then, you know, they're going to be okay with that type of thing. But, you know, like, uh, you know, I... I digest a lot of news and it seems like every time I go to a news website I start reading a piece of content and I got this whole you know sure. thing that just sort of blocks me, I got to click it off. It doesn't seem like that's an, uh, a necessary thing to have happen.
0: No, and it, it's so great as, as a consumer when you're looking at a web page and a video comes up in an unobtrusive way. And it seems natural, and you can just scroll past it and move on if you're not interested. Exactly, just, that's all, all that we want. That's it. Yeah, yeah
1: that's, I think that's what everybody wants to see have happen, you know. But a lot of um, things tend to skew that, mm-hmm. you know. And oddly enough, a lot of the fraud and bot traffic skews those metrics. Really? Oh yeah. So, it, and 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 that skews the 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 the. the the high-water mark that the agencies are looking for. I see, yeah. So it's, again, it's another, you know, from the advertising side, it's another sort of, you know, self-demonizing self, self uh, d- demonizing type of activity where, you know, a lot of publishers, there's a lot of fraud, the fraud looks really good
0: yep. on paper,
1: <laughs> and that sets the benchmark. Yes. And then everybody has to
0: achieve that, and they don't. And then, you know, like, so... So the, the, the fraud is encouraging... The poor practices, because it looks like they're rewarding oh, you, yeah. but they're actually not.
1: Absolutely. Fascinating. Absolutely.
0: Okay, well, it's running out of time. I'd like to wind it up, but with just touching on an important topic, of course, which is attribution mm-hmm. and how you do that. And uh, one interesting thing I was reading on the Source Knowledge blog was about uh, view, through, view through conversions, where mm-hmm. the person isn't just converting immediately, but maybe coming back. After they've watched something, they've gone away, they've finished whatever else they were doing, and then they may come back. So what about challenges and opportunities with tracking and attributing this?
1: Yeah, I, I, there's, there are a lot of challenges with that. So, um, I'll, I'll, And uh, I think that's probably right now with what we're doing the number one challenge because mm-hmm. of sort of the last-click attribution model for for something like video doesn't really function that well. Right. Uh, you know, we need to, and, and typically we can't really work with... Clients that are sort of using straight up Google Analytics to you know make these determinations, um, we can, but they have to take it on faith that you know a lot of what we're doing is, 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 is participating in their success. Um, but I think that's changing, and the very sophisticated e-commerce guys understand that they're being played when it comes to last-click attribution okay. a lot and they've come up with uh, building their own and we're providing uh, really good analytics and that's part of the Engage platform that we just released is this capacity for them to fully understand that whole first touch, last click, the whole attribution scheme right. of where things have fallen in and where they can get a better handle on that because the narrative piece and the prospecting piece is a huge piece of what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to go out there and find new clients. You know, We don't want to take people that have, you know, it it's, functions very well, and we do a component of that, but, you know, straight-up remarketing is, is, you know, there are guys that uh, are, that do that very, very well. It's part of what we do as well, but, you know, it's that prospecting aspect of what we do and the narrative capacity of what video can provide. But value has to be there. We have to understand that in the chain of events that go on. Correct? Yeah,
0: that's, that's still something which, as I understand it, is developing. Nobody's got a full answer to that.
1: No, it? no, uh, and, and a lot of it is really about... Um, you know, the clients, um, the e commerce sites, and how much they're really investing in sort of understanding their marketing spend. But it is going that way. Yeah. Clients are now, uh, we've got uh, guys that are uh, tested with us, tested well, releasing their own BI, internal BI systems, stuff that we can integrate to, mm-hmm. you know, their shopping carts. I mean, we want to make it so that we understand the full sales cycle. Right. And then we, and, and by understanding this data, we get even better and, and, and smarter about where we're approaching uh, new prospects so we're saying oh you know we're, we're getting a really good play here right you know it could be a url it could be a territory it could be a number of different things but we see that those order values are coming at a high high clip rate and we can track where that's coming from we can start pouring our energies in there and everyone benefits from that the publisher benefits mm-hmm. you know the advertiser benefits gets more clients and we benefit so yeah.
0: Some good prospects there. And the consumer's happy if they're seeing ads they want to see. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. The experience is good. Well, Patrick, thanks very much. Great overview of the space, uh, source knowledge. I'll put some links up with this, of course. And thanks for joining us. Thank you, Kim. And uh, everyone, you can catch the next one-on-one. Just look out for it. Thanks for listening
1: in.